It's time to introduce my next guest this evening, and we're going to be talking breathing. So take a deep breath as we say a very warm welcome to you, Pierre Ocamp. How's it? Good evening, David. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Okay, so so we're talking breathing, and you sent me a very interesting email, and it, and it piqued my interest uh, because it was along the lines of something else I'm busy with now. And I thought, yeah, okay, we need to talk to this man a little bit about it. Tell me a bit about Pierre, though. You know, where did you start off? And because you have a martial arts background you currently are you practice martial arts currently correct yeah so so let's go through the beginning you know so where does Pierre originate from well back in 19 i'm thinking 89 i was a little boy living on a farm close to Peter Marisberg in KZN. Really, really wanting to be a ninja. <laughs> Don't all little boys want to be a ninja? I wanted to be a ninja. <laughs> I remember rolling around on the on the lawn doing what I thought was um, oh, backflips, but I think I was just kind of barrel rolling on the grass. And my parents were definitely not happy with the idea of doing anything ninja-like, but they, they, they had the foresight of um, enrolling me into some judo classes at least. And um, judo progressed into karate, karate progressed into taekwondo. Um, there's been a little bit of Muay Thai, there's been a little bit of boxing, there's a, bit, a little bit of everything. But um, for most of my life, it's been taekwondo, which is a Korean form of martial arts, and then ended up being Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the last number of years. And that's become a, an obsession, a love affair. Um, and I think personally, I think a lot of my own personal growth has come from, from the last couple of years of doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. When we talk Brazilian jiu-jitsu as opposed to, to the, the more traditional Korean style, Brazilian jiu-jitsu made famous um, really by the Gracies, the Gracie family. Um, and uh, when I look at some of the footage of what those guys do and how they do it, they're absolutely amazing. So how do we go from doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu to talking about breathing? Because, and I, and I made this post on, on, on Facebook as well today, so, you know, it's kind of something we all have to do. If you're not breathing, you're pretty much not here. So, so why is breathing? Because it is becoming a thing these days, which is weird because, you know, a lot of the ancient spiritual practices, etc., etc., have always advocated breathing. And I thought, whatever, carry on. We do breathe. So tell me about it. Why breathing? Well, that's something I, I come across very often. Um, every now and again, someone has a, has a smart-ass remark of, um, I've been breathing since the day I was born. I don't need to learn how to breathe. Um, I've been successfully breathing for the last 30 years. Um, I don't need anyone to tell me how to breathe. And... Um, exactly what you're talking about lately it is something that's come onto more people's radar and i feel it as well um the fact is that everything does start with breathing and as we've already said your first your first first breath was taken the moment you were born that was the first thing that made you a living human being Mm -hmm. was your first breath it happens every day and the last thing you'll do as a human being also is your last breath we often go through the through the, our lives from the first to the last breath, not paying any attention to it. And as you rightly say, um, ancient, especially Eastern philosophies, have talked about breathing and the power of breathing for thousands of years. We just might not have been paying enough attention to it. And when I was around 18, 19 years old, um, again, martial arts, I heard Bruce Lee saying something about breathing. My hero. That <laughs> man is my absolute... I used to have the posters all over my bed. 
bedroom. Oh yes, yes, yes. I can I can relate to that. The posters, the nunchucks, the Yeah, I did myself a lot of serious damage with nunchucks. And did you did you ever mimic any of the weird sounds he oh, no, made? Because I, I was and, all around doing the that. The nose thing, I had to I'm do, in fact I'm doing the nose thing now. Yeah, yeah, I had to do that. Yeah, it was that That was the Bruce Lee thing. That was the thing, man. Anyway, sorry, I digress. So I, I heard him talk about breathing and watched a video of him doing very, very weird breathing practices. And at very much the same time, you were talking about the Gracies. There's a lesser known Gracie called Hickson Gracie. And and within about a year or two of seeing the Bruce Lee thing, I also saw, saw a video of Hickson Gracie doing really weird looking breathing exercises. And he was, he was on about how this is the most important thing every day that he does are these weird looking breathing exercises. That's when I became fascinated because of Bruce Lee and Hicks and Gracie both say I should pay attention to breathing then I will pay attention to breathing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, started studying everything I could find about breathing um, at the at the time I started teaching my my Taekwondo students breathing exercises as well but as you, as you've been saying for years no one ever resonated with these things I yeah. breathe every day. Why? I'm here to learn how to kick and punch. Why are you teaching me how to breathe? Mm-hmm. People have just never resonated with that. But the last couple of years, that is changing big time. And the inter- interesting thing about this, which is why we've got one of the reasons we've got here tonight is, is neuroscience is seeming to now kind of starting to agree with what people are saying. So, that, you know, what all of these old Chinese people, Middle Eastern people used to say about breathing, and they would often refer to it as breathing in your chi or, or, or getting the chi flowing. And a lot of martial arts like uh, Qigong, for example, was very much to do with breathing. And everybody poo-pooed that. But I've seen a couple of Qigong masters, and the stuff that they can do is very very impressive. So, so why do you think it's, it's starting to resonate now? The, the spiritual community speaks a lot about there's a, there's, there's a change in spirituality at the moment. People are waking up. Now, I'm not, I'm not too clued up on that, but I kind of feel that something is changing in human consciousness because people are just suddenly becoming more aware of, of let's call it their inner world. Yeah. Um, it might be spiritual, it might not be spiritual, but people seem to become more aware of their inner world. And maybe it's just because we have so much more access to information than we've ever had. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza says in, in the information age that we live in, ignorance is a choice. Yeah. And I really agree with that because information really is everywhere right now. And maybe that's the biggest reason. All of these really old ideas, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer um, made um, Chinese Dao, the Dao. Yeah. He made that famous years ago, but it only came on my radar in the last couple of years because of the internet and because of YouTube. And I think there's just a bit of a critical mass that's building because more people have access to more information. Just if you are a Joe Dispenza fan, he's one of the people I'm trying really hard to get onto the show. So uh, you better stay listening. We'll see what we can do. But breathing has has reached the forefront, yes, because it can do spiritual things. And, and, you know, a lot of people talk about it. But also from a health point of view, the way we breathe, if you think about the way we breathe when we're babies and the way we breathe as adults and as we get older, it's two totally different things. So you saying that the way that you teach, the breathing that you teach, is about health and improving your health definitely about health and 
also we're talking about physiological body what it can do for your health yeah but then also there's an extension into what it can do for your mind and your mind is always the leader of your body as well and if you can if you can hack your thoughts just a little bit Mm-hmm. you're getting an edge on living a better life every day. So yes, we want to influence the body, but we for sure want to influence the mind getting into a space where you can improve your life on a daily basis. Now, to learn this kind of breathing, is it very difficult? Not at all. We could do it in the show, we could start? We could start in the show, for sure. Fantastic. Okay, well, I tell you what, uh, when we come back, we're chatting to Pierre Ocamp, uh, martial artist, uh, instructor, coach, and now apparently breathing expert. Uh, we're going to be finding out a little bit more about that and how to breathe. My guest in studio is uh, Pierre Ocom. Uh, we were just having, we're having a chat because uh, the best way to find you is Curious Pierre. Okay, and, and I was like, why? Why that? And you said, because you've always had this curiosity, this wanting to know more and learn more, drove your mom mad and everything like that. So I kind of get it. We'll give your details out towards the end of the show, though. Um, but but w- let's talk about this breathing, because there's, there's a couple of things that, that you mentioned in the mail that you, that you sent to me. I've done a little bit of reading about stuff. Um, you talk about conscious breathing. That's right. Um, as opposed to the other kind, I suppose, which is the unconscious breathing. So, you know, there's, there's a couple of things, and you talk about something calling, called getting your daily dose. Um, so let's start off with conscious breathing. What, what is that? And how does one breathe consciously? Well, there's a, there are hundreds, probably thousands of techniques of breathing. Just like uh, meditation, if you search for different ways of meditating, it's, it's endless. Different breathing exercises, absolutely endless. Conscious breathing is just the the act of in your mind thinking about how am i going to be breathing take a deep breath in and release exhale that's conscious breathing is it important to have a specific breathing technique well there are different breathing techniques that do do different things Mm -hmm. but if you just stop put everything down, slow down for a few minutes, a couple of times a day, and just consciously go. I'm taking a deep breath in, and I'm exhaling. That is so different from what you have been doing otherwise, which is just unconsciously breathing. We'll get into that now, that you don't really have to do anything else. If you just stop your day a couple of times a day and consciously take a few deep breaths, you're mm-hmm. in a very, very good space. Because you mentioned something as well, which, which struck a chord with me, is about stress and tension. And I happen to know physiologically, when you are stressed or tense, you don't breathe properly. Yes. You breathe from sort of the top of your chest. And so, so just you're saying, just by taking a couple of minutes out and doing what, five, six, ten deep breaths, but really, and I'm assuming when you say a deep breath, really suck that air in. That's correct. Okay. And I don't have to chant anything or just Absolutely breathe in, not. hold it, and just let it out. Because I know, are we going to get on to, am I, am I sort of, you know, getting ahead of myself no, here? Go, go belly, ahead. belly breathing. Um, something that I've learned, which I, I found incredibly, incredibly useful. Um, but I digress. Let's go back to you. Um, so conscious breathing, unconscious breathing. Well, seeing as you, though you've mentioned um, belly breathing. Yeah. If you want to change anything, if you want to have a breathing technique, the only thing that you need to change is two things. Inhale through your nose. We'll get 
to why. Um, I, I didn't always believe that you have to. In the last couple of years, I've discovered why you have to inhale through your nose. There's a very good reason for it. Mm-hmm. So inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth. That's number one. Do that. The other one is belly breathing. Is just focus on extending your stomach as you take a deep breath in. The reason for it is we don't realize, but if you don't think about it, if you're breathing unconsciously, you might be thinking that the act of breathing is your chest expanding. So you might feel like it's your intercostal muscles. It's the muscles in between your ribs that expand to make you breathe, but it's not what happens. It is your diaphragm below your ribs that extends to get your lungs full of air. Which makes sense then when, as kids, if somebody smacked you there, they said that you had your wind knocked out of you. 100%. So any muscle, if you want to try this, any muscle, if you've ever had this, on your, your forearm muscle, if you, take your, if you take your left forearm, you take your, I'm not saying you should do this, but as a kid we used to do this because it was funny. And you take <laughs> your right hand and you give yourself with your knuckles of your right hand a good smack on your left forearm with, a, with the edge of a knuckle. And if you watch that muscle, you yeah. see what it does. We used to call it a mouse because under your skin, it looks like a mouse shape rising up. Because yeah. as you hit that muscle, it spasms. Uh-huh. And you see that mass under the skin. Yeah. If you get winded, getting hit in the stomach, that diaphragm muscle does the same thing. It spasms. And that spasm means it's stuck. It can't move. And that's why for a second or two, you feel like you can't breathe because the muscle that does the breathing is in a spasm and it can't move. Okay. Makes sense. So I'd like to add something to that. If you can remember from biology, biology class, biology lab, And I know we had one of those. It was a glass jar and there was a balloon hanging in this glass jar. Yes, I remember remember that one. Yes, I do. And the opening of the balloon was in the top in the lid of the jar and the opening of the balloon had access to the outside air. But it was limp, hanging just limply inside this glass jar. That's what our lungs are. Mm -hmm. Our lungs aren't attached to any muscles. They're hanging limp in our chest cavity. And that glass jar at the bottom had a plunger, like a syringe plunger. And you could pull down that plunger. And as you pull it down, what it does is obviously creates a vacuum inside of this glass jar. What your diaphragm does at the bottom of your chest cavity is as it lowers, it creates a vacuum in your chest cavity. And that vacuum makes you suck in air from the outside through your mouth into, into your lungs. Okay. So we know how it works now. Belly breathing. Yes, sir. Okay, so, so talk to me about, you say, you know, when you're taking a deep breath and, and we're talking belly breathing, why through your nose? Can't we just suck it in the most convenient way? Well, to get a good lung full of air, it doesn't matter if it comes in through your mouth or through your nose, but you're missing out on a very important molecule if you only breathe in through your mouth. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is fascinating. Inside your nasal cavities, inside your sinuses, in those hollows, and for years I've been asking what is the use of these hollows that I have inside my skull? Mm-hmm. And a few doctors have sort of explained a little bit of something, the mucus, sure, when you, when you, when you inhale, um, bacteria and viruses can get trapped in the mucus and obviously that goes to your stomach or out your nose and it means you don't get sick. So there is that side of it. Um, I've heard a doctor explain that maybe, maybe it's like a guitar's sound box and um, the... The nasal cavities, all our nasal cavities are slightly different and it kind of changes our voice a little bit as well. Could be something like that. Makes sense. And a couple of years I read, ago, I read this study which blew my mind. 
the epithelial cells, the surface cells of our sinus, sinus cavities produce something called nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is a single nitrogen and a single oxygen molecule bound together. Now, as we inhale through our noses, the airflow catches those little molecules, pulls it right into our lungs, and as it hits the walls of the lungs, it goes straight into our bloodstream. So now we, a big deep breath in through our nose floods our bloodstream with nitric oxide. So what is the reason for that? What does nitric oxide do? Well, if, you, if, you're, if you're a gym bunny and um, you spend a lot of time in um, supplement shops. This is what I was going to say. I've seen this. Yeah. You go and ask for something called a vasodilator. What is a vasodilator? It dilutes blood vessels. Yeah. Why? Because you'd get a good pump of oxygen to every cell in your body because the blood vessels open up. And look at the ingredients of vasodilators. It's nitric oxide. So as you inhale, you've got it free inside your head. As you inhale nitric oxide through your nose, right into your lungs, it hits your blood vessels. The blood vessels dilate, open up nicely, and you get a brilliant flow of oxygen and all the other nutrients to every part of your body. Which is then, I mean, also deep breathing. You know, I've, I've often sort of felt this way. If, you, if you're sitting there and you're working at your desk, whatever the case may be, you're like feeling a little bit drowsy, stand up, a couple of deep breaths. Is that part of the reason you suddenly feel refreshed? And, and okay, yeah, now I'm getting you know, a little bit of rush of blood to the head there. You're getting a good, a good load of oxygen everywhere. And if you, if you think about it this way, um, what happens when your blood vessels constrict? What is the biggest health issue with constricting blood vessels? That's called hypertension. That's yeah. high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, there's a Japanese study that shows that as little as six really deep breaths start changing your emotional state and start lowering blood pressure. Why? Because you're inhaling nitric oxide, which is diluting blood vessels. And okay. the diluting blood vessels lowers blood pressure. So it, it, it dilates them, it makes them bigger, and it's, it's okay. So then why are we not all breathing like this? Because when we talk, and we go back to this belly breathing now, because I want you to talk a little bit about that. As babies, if you see a baby, if you watch a baby breathing, that's how they naturally breathe. You don't see their chest expanding, and, and you see their, their bellies rising and sinking. Um, and yet we seem to have forgotten to do that. Is this? And I've, I've noticed all of the, 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 the guys that are seriously into martial arts will breathe that way. You can correct me. I mean, you, you, you're more up to date than I am. Well, I think, I think most people who are very active, very sports active, and it's without, without thinking about this, breathe that way. And I think I, I, this, is a, this is something I'm very passionate about. I think the reason is our modern life, our modern adult lives make us breathe the wrong way. I think hundreds of years ago, adults didn't stop breathing correctly. I think it's a modern issue. Um, Ariana Huffington, in a book she wrote, she coined a term which I think was called something email syndrome. Mm -hmm. And um, what she said was found is when people sit in front of a computer doing their emails, and it's not just emails. I found this doing any kind of work, especially if there's a deadline involved and there's stress involved and there's pressure involved. I've, I've, I've found when I, when, I, when I pay attention to my breathing, it feels like I am not breathing at all. I'm taking such shallow little breaths while I'm sitting and working in front of a computer that I'm wondering how am I still alive? Thankfully, we do breathe, breathe unconsciously so we can stay alive. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
there's there's some evidence to suggest this, but I, I believe that in in a in an ancient human world where we often had to fight for survival or run to catch an animal, we didn't stop breathing the correct way. If you're a sports person, if you're a rugby player running in a rugby field, I'm pretty sure your stomach is what you're using for belly breathing and getting a good amount of oxygen. If you're a 100 meter runner, I am sure that your belly is extending and contracting when you're breathing. But our issue is in a modern world, our problems are all in our head. Our problems are not a guy with a spear or a lion. Our problems are superficial mm. problems that causes stress in our minds. And now that doesn't, that doesn't automatically cause us to take deep breaths. We're sitting in front of a computer um, involved in whatever, whatever stresses we have in our minds. And that gets us to breathe shallower and shallower and shallower because we're caught up in a fight or flight response in our minds without an actual danger externally. Yeah, well, yes, the saber-toothed tigers are all dead. Uh, we're talking to Pierre Ocamp about uh, breathing. Um, I want to talk when we come back. Uh, I want to chat to you a bit about power breathing and uh, a bit about uh, something that you call dose because I want to know about getting my daily dose, okay? This is Wix 93.8, some legendary radio. I'm David Watts. The show is What's Involved. Pierre Ocamp, my guest in studio this evening. We're talking breathing, and apparently we've been doing it all wrong. We need to be more conscious of it. Um, I said when we came back, uh, I want to talk about power breathing and something that you call dose. So we'll talk about that. Uh, somebody says, uh, "How, hi, Pierre, how can we get in touch regarding correct breathing for sportsmen? We're going to give you all of those details later on. Uh, um, and uh, it comes from Juan Carlos or Juan Carlos. So uh, there we go. We'll see what uh, give you uh, some of Pierre's uh, info a little later on. Um, okay. So before we went to the break, we wanted to talk about this. So what is what is power breathing? Power breathing is very similar to if, if, if people are interested in this thing. There's a guy called Wim Hof. He's from the Netherlands. And he um, is certifiably nuts, in my opinion. <laughs> he's also called the Ice Man because he holds these records for under ice swimming and glacier swimming. He is crazy. And we were just mentioning how mm. once his eyes froze shut while he was swimming under the ice and he almost died because he couldn't see how to get back. And yet, you know, the, the philosophy that he espouses as well is um, in terms of what our body and our, and our minds are able to do. Well, he was able to take, he, they've done these experiments. He's able to take people, put them to, through a two-week course and then subject them to tests um, to see whether they're susceptible to something like flu. And then after two weeks by breathing and cold exposure, no, they're not susceptible to flu. They don't get sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those things that he does, those actual, those courses that he does. There's, I don't think I could do it. Never. So I'm looking for the armchair. I'm looking for the armchair sort of uh, version of this. So, so what do you suggest? What do we do? Well, belly breathing is number one. Breathe in through your nose. Mm -hmm. Breathe out through your mouth. Mouth. Use your use your stomach. Extend your stomach as you breathe in, and pull in your stomach as you breathe out. Is it a good idea to put something on your stomach so you can make sure it's doing something? I mean, with me, it's going to be a challenge because of my round shape, but I'm, I'll try and balance something on it. Uh, but is it a good idea? Book yes. or something. You don't have to do that all the time. But if you yeah. want to practice belly breathing, if it's something, and, and the interesting thing is, if you haven't practiced this, if it's not something you're really conscious of, then people often reverse that when mm -hmm. they take a deep breath in, they pull. 
their stomach in. Yeah. And as they breathe out, they extend their stomach, which is the wrong way around. But if you've never really experienced it, it's easy to make the mistake. Mm-hmm. So lying down, put a book, put your cell phone, put your wallet on your stomach and just feel it rise up as you inhale and come down as you exhale. And you can actually then feel your diaphragm as well expanding and contracting. 100%. And this is a good thing because surely if it's a muscle, if you're breathing like that, you must be exercising that muscle. It is a good thing to exercise the muscle because it gets lazy because we don't use it. Mm-hmm. If you sit in front of the computer every day and you have deadlines, as we've already said, you only fill about 10% of your lungs with, um, with air. And it means that diaphragm is just not working that well. It doesn't, it doesn't move as much as it could. Yes, exercise it. In my workshops, it's one of the tools that we do use as well. Lie down, we put something in your stomach and we start teaching you exactly how to do belly breathing. Okay. And then what about dose? Right. Dose is an acronym. Know. Your yes. daily dose. The yes. D is for... Uh, now my mind's gone blank. You put me under pressure. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't breathing dopamine. Feel good. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Okay. So power breathing is a form of breathing where you are not quite hyperventilating, but moving towards hyperventilating, which means you're hyperoxygenating your body and you're blowing off carbon dioxide. So we have a process that we use to, to do that. And the after effect of that is a release of dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins through, throughout your body. All of the things that make you feel good get you naturally high. Love it. It absolutely is a natural high. And what people in the workshops experience feeling is, especially if you'd want to meditate, but you could never meditate because you could mm-hmm. just never get yourself to that place. Man, it's, I, I used to have such a problem with this. It's the, the old monkey mind. My mind used to lurch around like a drunken monkey. I promise you. I was like, oh, look, a squirrel. Oh, look. I could just <laughs> never, never quieten my mind. And it was a problem. Well, after a session of power breathing, mm-hmm. your body floods with all of these really good hormones and chemicals that make you feel so good and you're in the perfect state for meditation you will be meditating without trying to meditate it is a feeling of bliss and euphoria and you can do this in in a workshop we do this in our workshops all the time how long is a workshop Anything between an hour and a half to three hours. It depends on what kind of workshop um, we put together. Uh-huh. And um, it's, it's, it's very easy to get into it, especially if it's something you want. If you want to experience a good feeling in your body, breathing is a great way to do this. Um, and, and again, as I want to mention this again. A lot of people can't meditate or think they can't meditate or don't want to try because it seems difficult. If you can, if you do a lot of good breathing exercises, you can skip the meditation. But if you do get back to meditation after good breathing, you'll find that suddenly it's easy. Now, there are chemical changes that happen in your body after a good power breathing session as well. And Wim Hof speaks about this quite a lot. Uh, we all know that we don't want our bodies to be acidic. The yeah. more acidic your body, the more unhealthy it is. Yeah. You'd like your body to be slightly alkaline. Mm-hmm. Breathing without ingesting anything, a good power breathing session changes the chemistry in your body to slightly alkaline, which is such a healthy place to be. But now, and I mean, we had this uh, um, Juan Carlos, and uh, he, was, he was asking about for, for sports persons, surely if you're breathing like this, you're oxygenating your muscles, you're giving, so that's got to have a benefit. 100% more oxygen in your cells is, is exactly what your cells need to function. But the other things where you have other nutrients in your body. And if, mm-hmm. you, if you're a sportsman, you take supplements, or whatever it is, you want to get those supplements to, to every cell in your body. If, you're, if, 
if your body is not circulating blood and oxygen well enough into all of these cells, it's also not getting the nutrients to everywhere in your cell. Okay. The other thing as well is, let's talk about mindset quickly. If you're a Bef- sports person, yes, Before yeah, we do that, sorry, I've just seen another question come in. Can you help people with emphysema? I don't have any personal experience, so uh-huh. I can definitely not talk about that not having had yeah. personal experience. But improving circulation in your body, I'm sure, must help with emphysema as well. But I definitely can't speak about that. I'm definitely okay. no doctor, and I haven't had anyone with emphysema try breathing. Okay. Might be worthwhile, though. Might be worthwhile. Um, I would suggest uh, maybe have a chat to, to uh, Pierre and, and maybe speak to your doctor as well. See what they recommend. Anyway, back, back to what you were saying. I just I have to, if the listeners ask a question, I have to put it. Then we'll, we'll answer it. <laughs> um, let's talk about mindset quickly because there are definitely all of, these, all of these physical benefits. But if you're a sports person or if you're just a person and um, you'd like to have a better mindset – Having more oxygen in your body definitely helps with mindset. Uh-huh. If you're a sports person, your mindset always leads your performance. It's like when when Jesse Owens broke the four-minute mile, it was, it was believed for years and years impossible for a human being to break the four-minute mm-hmm. mile. When he finally did it, how many people did it afterwards? Well, yeah, then they, then they came out of the woodwork all over the place. Because the mindset changed. Yeah. So you want to definitely be in control of your mindset. And breathing brings you to a place, just like meditation and other mindfulness exercises do, brings you to a place. This is very interesting. We have two minds. We've already mentioned that we breathe consciously and we also breathe unconsciously. Mm-hmm. But we have these two minds as well. We think consciously, but we also think subconsciously. Which is where a lot of the problem could lie, is those unconscious all or subconscious problems. All of it. Programs, rather, yeah? Yes. All of our programs, all of our habits, um, it's all stuck in our subconscious mind. And it makes it sound bad. It's not a bad thing. We have to have the subconscious. Mm. You wouldn't be able to drive a car and hold a conversation if it wasn't for your subconscious mind. Because your subconscious yeah. mind knows how to drive. Yeah, it, it learns all of those yeah. things. And it, it kind of, it almost, it's like a program. You write the program and is. then off you can go. Okay. So I'm sitting here in front of a microphone and I'm really concentrating on talking in this microphone. But that's not what David's doing. David's talking to a microphone and he's... I don't know what he's. This is this monitor, that monitor, that. But he's doing other things while I'm talking to him. Why? Because in his subconscious mind, yeah. these patterns have been so well established yeah. that he's almost on autopilot and handling everything like a pro. Yeah. Well, so, th- that's the thing. I mean, it becomes. Yeah. Okay. Good point. But every bad habit is also stuck in your subconscious <sighs> mind. Yeah. And the way we can we can improve that is by getting our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, which sometimes seem to be at odds, but we can have them kind of inhabiting the same space at the same time and sort of become one mind. Is this what, is this what people like Joe Dispenza call uh, brain coherence? That's exactly what it is. Brain coherence, and I'm hearing a different term these days as well, calling whole brain, a whole brain state. Oh, and now okay. you're getting this brain coherence where yeah. you're having... Conscious mind and subconscious mind being on the same page at the same time. You're getting left brain, right brain communicating well. And Joe Dispenza also, he says brain coherence, heart coherence, because when they test the frequencies, they find when you get to this space, which breathing can get you to, you find that suddenly all of these systems are in sync in a way they've never been before. Now, we've actually been programmed this way. 
Um, now, we talked about stress. Yeah. Stress is the biggest killer of the modern world. Stress is not a bad thing, but it's a bad thing in our modern lives. Stress is a great thing when there's a lion and you have to run. It causes stress. Stress causes all the correct hormones to, to flood your body so you can either fight or run away or hide. But in our modern worlds, your credit card statement gives you the same kind of stress. Your mortgage gives you the same kind of stress. Your deadline gives you the same kind of stress because it doesn't disappear. But when it was a lion, that stress disappeared after you escaped the lion. Yeah. And the zone you find yourself in immediately after your life is not over brings you in this state where everything is in coherence. It brings a kind of a homeostasis, okay. which is the healthiest space you can be in. But in our modern lives, we're caught in stress the whole time. So no more homeostasis. So we didn't get around to practicing the breathing. Um, and uh, people have asked all sorts of things. Uh, everybody's wanting to know about it. Brilliant show, content, etc., etc. So, Pierre, number one, you mentioned you were kind enough you're going to be giving away something. Um, what are you offering to our listeners? Well, for the, for the Mix FM listeners that are listening right now, I've put up a link on my website that will be taken off tomorrow morning. Okay. So while you're listening... Give, be nice. Give them until tomorrow afternoon at least because, you know, <laughs> some of them are not going to be able to do it right did, now. Did you think some of them are a bit slow like me because I, I am slow when it comes to these kind of things? Yeah, give them, give them, give them until tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Okay, we'll leave the link up until tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. If you go to curiouspierre.com. Okay, so spell... That's curious, Pierre. Is it P I E R E? P I E R E. So it's, I'm testing my spelling ability curious. right here. C U R I O U S, curious, Pierre, P I E R E, dot com. Not dot C O Z A, dot com. Curiouspierre.com. That'll okay. take you straight to my homepage. Yeah. And right now you'll see a beautiful picture of David on my homepage. Really? <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that that, uh, <laughs> that was a beautiful picture. And it says very clearly uh, Mix FM listeners, so you uh -huh. can't miss it. There's a button to press right there, which takes you to a place where you can give me your name and details. Next week, Monday, is a public holiday. Yeah. For the Mix FM listeners, I'll have a free breathing workshop in Edenvale if you send me your details. Cool. So they can come there, attend for free, three-hour breathing workshop and, and walk out feeling rejuvenated. They will feel, I, I always get this. This is the most relaxed I have felt in my life after the workshop. Well, I'd love to hear back from you if you do. Pierre, thank you so much for coming in and joining us tonight. We seriously uh, appreciate uh, your time out. I'm going to be breathing consciously all the way home. Until next week, you guys take care. And hey, one more thing before I go. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, curiouspierre.com.